0: Hallelujah. Well, I'm glad all of you are here tonight. If we do have any kiddos, we do have CIA, so you can go to your class. Have a wonderful time. Uh, How many of you were here last Sunday night? Most of you. Okay, good portion anyway. That's great. Well, we're going to just kind of continue where we left off last week. You know, we were talking about uh, the prophecy that the Lord had given Dr. Jerry Savelle regarding 2016 and I just felt that we needed just to expound on some more things tonight, give some more scriptures and um, as we begin tonight, so you know at the end of the service what we're going to do is I'm going to hand everybody like an index card and I want you to be thinking even as we're preaching because I want you to write down Three areas where you are expecting a breakthrough in this area. And then next Sunday night, we're going to come together and we're going to pray over those things. Amen? This is the year of the Great Breaking Loose. So let me just start again tonight by... uh, Is this too loud? Okay. Let me start again tonight by reading this prophecy from Dr. Jerry Savelle. And uh, when I stop and pause, it's going to be a good opportunity for the church is going to say... Amen. Because amen means so be it. Extraordinary things are taking place in the heavenlies in 2016. It will come to be known as the year of the great breaking loose. And let the church say. Amen. More and more notable miracles will break loose in the earth. Amen. More and more signs and wonders. Yeah. More and more angelic visitations. Yeah. More and more instant healings. Yeah. More and more deliverances from demonic activity. Yeah. We got power over the devil, amen? Yeah. More and more finances will break loose so my people can do more. For the kingdom of God, saith the Lord. Are you a candidate for financial blessing to break loose in your life? Well, let's say it again. Amen Amen to that one. Amen. And during this time of the great breaking loose, the enemy will no longer be able to hold back that which my faithful ones have stood in faith for. Not even the things that looked as though they would never come to pass. Let the church say amen. Amen. They're coming to pass. It shall all come to pass. Amen. Amen. For, this is the Lord speaking, for I will cause them to break loose and to suddenly manifest And to do so in such a way that no one will be able to deny the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. That deserves an amen. Hallelujah. God is going to do such signs, wonders, notable miracles, breakthroughs financially, doing all of these things for us. And in such a display of splendor, majesty, and his glory, that no one is going to be able to deny that it was the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor mentioned, you know, the seven-zero vote that helped us get in to this property. Well, God supernaturally brought us into this property, and you know that same supernatural God is the God of supernatural provision. Yeah. I do not doubt it. That people are going to just drive by and they're going to just say, "Hey, there's something about that place, or something about those people. I need to go in there. I need to sow a big." Whopper Chunk offering. Amen. 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 Just giving a money. Hallelujah. You know, to me, when I read that, where he said suddenly manifested and in such a way that no one will be able to deny the greatness of our God. That to me, I mean, that's many areas and lots of areas. But some of that could be in the financial area where people just, you know, come suddenly start giving us huge offerings. And we get this place paid off. And you know who's going to get the glory. All the glory goes to him. Amen? Amen. And then this last statement. Yes, 2016 will be a year in which the faithful shall be rewarded beyond their highest expectations and they shall abound in my blessings as never before let the church say Amen. Woo, glory be to God it is the season and it is the time of the great breaking loose well you got any bondages in your area you want to be set free from You got any hindrances you'd like to have annihilated? Any areas that you feel like the enemy is just trying to hold you back in? Well, now is the season for us to walk in complete freedom. Amen? So I'm exhorting you tonight through the Word of God that to walk in the freedom that Jesus has provided for us. So we're going to just look tonight at some scriptures that tell us What Jesus came to do. Aren't you glad that Jesus came, first of all? Aren't you glad he came to save us? He came to deliver us. He came to set us free. So I want to look over at Luke chapter 4. We'll be reading this out of the New King James. Because I like the little notation here in the Spirit-filled Bible that I'm going to read here in a moment. And we'll begin reading at verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, there's a good little truth in here. As his custom was, what did he do? He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Do you suppose it's a good idea to get in a habit and to develop the custom of going to church? Jesus was a church boy. He went to the synagogue. It was a regular part of his routine. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. What he found was Isaiah chapter 61. And it's amazing that he selected that passage to launch his public ministry and to announce that he was the Messiah. The Jews that he was reading this passage to were very familiar with Isaiah chapter 61, but they weren't familiar with somebody standing up and saying, I'm here, this is it. The Jews knew that God's long-awaited chosen one would preach good tidings to the poor. He would heal the brokenhearted. He would proclaim liberty to the captives and to those who were oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. But they weren't expecting what Jesus did after he read that passage. So let's see what he did. Continue reading here in verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord let's go on down to verse 20 And see, this is exactly what he did after he read this. Then he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. Like, what's he going to do now? This took some boldness. He's launching his ministry in the synagogue in front of the religious leaders of that day. He read it, didn't have any other comment, closed the book, handed it back to him. And in 21, he said, and he began to say to them, This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, he's saying, I am he. Don't need to look any longer. The one who is anointed to set the captive free, the one who came to preach deliverance to the bound, the one who came to give recovery of sight to the blind, he is here, and I am he. Right. That was quite an announcement. Yeah. We read it, you know, and today when we read it, it's like, well, sure, that's who Jesus was, but that was the first time he ever said it. Publicly and in light of that scripture. Now I want to look at verse 18 and 19 out of the Amplified Version. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. The Anointed One. The Messiah. I love that. You know Jesus Christ. Christ is not his last name. Christ means the anointed one. So he's saying, I am the anointed one. And I am anointed to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. To send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed broken down by Calamity Does that sound like anybody you know? Do you know anybody that's been bruised in life? You know anybody that's ever faced any calamity ever just been crushed and beaten up by life Circumstances well Jesus that day said and he's still saying I'm here to announce release I'm here To say, you that have been captive are not captive anymore. I'm here to say the prison doors are open. You that have been prison to sin, been prison to whatever the enemy tried to bring your way. Today, the door is opened. I mentioned last week, I like to watch sometimes these clips of, of you know, uh, past wars, some of the, the documentary things. And, and there's clips that show, particularly during like the Vietnam War, when people were held prisoners of war for some of them many, many years. There was a horrible place in Hanoi called the Hanoi Hotel, where a lot of them were held. And at the end of the war, it showed the United States Military, many times the Marine, the Army, in those boots that represent that I am a soldier, represented freedom. And they would go in there and they'd unlock those prison doors and let those prisoners free. And those men would fall on the ground and begin to kiss their feet because those boots represented they've come. Deliver me. Well, Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is our deliverer. He has come to set the prisoners free. Prisoner just simply means anybody that's got any kind of restraint or confinement in any area of their lives. Jesus doesn't want us bound, He's the Lord of the breakthrough. In John chapter 8, verse 36, again in the Amplified, talking about Jesus. So if He, the Son, liberates you, makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. Hallelujah! Can everybody say thank you, Jesus, for setting me free? jesus whole purpose for coming was to deliver mankind from the curse of sin and death that sounds like freedom to me that's why he came you know i'm all, i'm thankful for our nation and i'm all for laws and governments that give us freedom so that we you know can exercise what we're doing tonight and I pray that our liberties and our freedoms are never squelched or never taken away. And we need to pray for our nation that they won't be. We need to pray for a spiritual awakening in our nation. We need to pray that God's people will rise up and our voice will be heard. But did you know that just because we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave, that everybody that lives in this nation is not free? Everybody, they might not be in prison in a natural cell. But think about the people that are prisoners to drugs prisoners to alcohol prisoners to other kinds of addiction prisoners and held captive by fear and worry and all of these things that is not being free you can live in a free nation and be bound true freedom starts on the inside On the other hand, you can live in a country where, you know, they got all sorts of horrible laws, rules, and regulations. But if you know Jesus, you are truly free. Hallelujah. It's not about a piece of paper. It's not about what a government says. It's about what he has done. This scripture said, whom the Son liberates, he makes you free men. Then you are really and you are unquestionably free. Let's look a little bit more about what Jesus came to do. I know this is rehearsing scriptures for many of you, but it's good to remind ourselves who we are, what we have in Christ Jesus, and to walk in our liberties. In Galatians it says, we've been set free, and then it says, don't get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Once we've been free, stay free. But it's up to us to contend and to walk in that freedom. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, again in the Amplified, how God anointed, consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with strength and ability and power, how he went about doing good, and in particular, curing all who were harassed And oppressed by the power of the devil. For God was with him. It is not God's will that anybody be harassed and oppressed by the devil. We do not glorify the devil. But he is a real foe. More are they that are with us. Thank God. But there were a third of the angels that fell when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. The good news is, if there were a third that fell with him, two-thirds are with us. I like those odds. More are they that are with us than they that are with them. But demonic influence is a reality, and particularly if people aren't born again or they're not walking in the Word. There's someone in my family, not not our kids, but there's someone in my family recently that they really they've just been yielding to an evil spirit. And one of my sisters was praying about this, and she said she saw. It was interesting because that's what we prayed about last Sunday night. She saw like a band around this person's head. This person is a believer, but they've been walking in deception and just got under this influence of a demonic oppression. Yeah. She talked with them today, and the, for the first time in quite a while, they were saying, I feel, I feel free. I feel free. I feel like something has lifted off of me. But you know what? She's been praying. We've been praying. We had to take authority over that demonic influence. One of the things that Dr. Sevel said would happen in 2016, there would be more deliverances from demonic activity. So if you see somebody in your family that's just all of a sudden acting squirrely, or, you know, somebody you work with that just, you know, if they're over in the corner talking to themselves, that's not a good sign. You know what I'm saying? They're just doing... Huh? Oh, no, it's not, Ricky. I didn't say, you know, what? I said it wasn't our kids, you know, not... The, anyway, you don't need to know. I got a lot of relatives. You have no idea who it was. I got, like, 50 nieces and nephews. Take your pick. I mean, you know, I got, we got a lot. <laughs> yeah, about 50. Between the nephews... Now you got me sidetracked. Between nephews, nieces, great-nephews, and great-nieces, there's about 50. So that's a lot of people. All of them are saved walking with the Lord, but you know... People can yield to demonic influence. And we don't want to just, when we see these things begin to happen, just don't say, well, wonder what's going on. How come all of a sudden one day they're praising Jesus and the next day, you know, they're doing drugs or whatever that's not how things should be that's not normal so when we see these things begin to happen and people's personalities and everything just begin to change seek the lord about it begin to pray and he will give you words to take authority over these things amen god wants his people free he said here he went about doing good setting people free that were harassed. Sometimes they're just harassing spirits that follow people around. There can be harassing spirits that follow you around. Maybe at work or wherever, you know, you go somewhere and there's just this little yakety-yak kind of thing going on behind your back. Take authority over that. That's a harassing spirit. We don't have to put up with those things. He's come to set us free healing and deliverance doing good jesus was a do-gooder and so are we supposed to be doing the works of jesus it said he was anointed with strength and ability to carry out the ministry that god had given to him you and i also are anointed With strength and ability. Can't help but think about Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Again in the Amplified, just the first part of that verse comes up in my spirit. It says, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That doesn't sound like weakness to me. That sounds like strength. Hallelujah. A spirit of might, glory to God, a spirit of ability to carry out the will, the plan, and the purpose of God. We can do these things that the Word of God says we can do we can act like jesus we can do the works of jesus because we don't have to do it in our own ability we don't have to do it in our own strength we have the help and the power of the holy ghost coming on the scene and you and i we have a covenant with a covenant keeping god what he has said in his word He will do what he said belongs to us, belongs to us. Covenant is not a small thing with God. It's a huge thing. He cut covenant with Abraham. pastor has been preaching on the the faith of our father Abraham on Wednesday night. He was our father of faith. God cut covenant with him. And you and I are in that same covenant, hallelujah, with rights. With privileges. Jesus sees it as important. As a matter of fact, one day, he was in the synagogue again. And he was preaching. And there was this lady that walked in. This account is over in Luke chapter 13. And in verse 10, again, it says, he was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. Now sometimes people are sick just because sickness just comes around. But what sometimes there is a spirit that gets involved. And this was a spirit of infirmity that attached itself to her. And needed to be dealt with. And she would had this spirit for 18 years. She was bent over. And could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her. He called her to him, and he said, Woman, thou art loosed from thy blessing. Woman, you are loosed from the thing that God put on you to teach you something. No. No, you're loosed from this infirmity. And I like it here how this says, He saw her. There may have been probably hundreds of people in the synagogue that day. I'm sure there were other people there that were sick. But he wow. saw her. Wow. There was something on the inside of her. Yeah. That drew him to her. Yeah. Jesus is looking for a heart. A faith. Yeah. Jesus is looking for somebody. That's looking for him. Yeah. I'm sure she had heard the stories about Jesus, and she came to that synagogue that day. Maybe she came with this expectancy, and he saw her. That just blessed me when I read that today. He saw her, and he was drawn to her. Jesus sees you. Jesus knows everything you're going through. Jesus knows all about you. And he's got a heart of compassion. His love, it was love that drew him to her. And it was compassion that compelled him to lay hands on her and to set her free. I love this definition and I can improve on it. Many years ago, in an old Webster's dictionary, I found this definition of compassion. Compassion is love with the desire to help. You know, we can all walk around and say, I love you, I love you, I love you, but it's another level that says, let me help you. That's what Jesus said to her that day. Love drew him to her, but compassion compelled him to deliver her. And that saying Jesus sees you Like he saw her. And that same love. And that same compassion. And that same anointing. Will move on your behalf. Hallelujah. Let's thank him for his compassion. Let's thank him for his love. Thank him that he sees us. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's a scripture over in the account where Sarah had told Hagar to get out of here. Because she was conceived Ishmael. And she dealt with her harshly. And Hagar fled out into the wilderness. Nothing to eat or drink. She thought she was going to die out there with her child. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord showed up and spoke to her. And I love this account. I did a whole message on it. He said to her, I have seen you. And her response, he told her she'd live, the child would live. Her response, today, I have seen the God that sees wow. me. Yeah. You can find that. It's over in Genesis. Wow. Today, I've seen the God that has seen me. Powerful. God sees you yes. like he saw that woman. But have you seen him? Have you seen the compassion that he has for you? Have you seen the love that he has extended to you? Oh, Lord, open our eyes. Let us see you like you see us. Let us see your goodness. Let us see your favor. Let us see your mercy. Let us see... Your healing power like you desire to pour out in our midst. I love that. Today I've seen the God that has seen me. Hallelujah. Let's continue here over back to Luke chapter 13 and verse 13. So after he saw her, he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was straight. And what did she do? Glorified God. Nobody had to tell her today, well, this is the Messiah and, you know, this is this. No, she knew it was God that had seen her. And she saw that God in demonstration, healing her and delivering her. And she lifted up her hands and her voice. And she glorified God. Who gets all the glory? He gets all the glory. Amen. But you know, not everybody was as happy as she was. Verse 14. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Can you believe that? <clears throat> he got mad. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Got his religious tone going. And he said to the crowd, There are six days. Don't you know? When men could come and work on six days, therefore, come on those six work days and get healed, but not on the Sabbath. (laughs) That was unbelievable for two reasons. If you study it out, there hadn't been anybody healed in that synagogue in years. (laughs) So he's putting up, I mean, he's saying... This is false advertisement. Oh, you could have come on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Then you could have gotten healed. That's a work day. You can't come on the Sabbath. Well, the Jesus could have replied, well, when was the last time anybody was healed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? No. That wasn't a leg to stand on. You know, religion will make people mean and critical and stupid. We don't have to be politically correct. It will make people stupid. Yeah. But aren't you glad that Christianity isn't religion? Christianity is a relationship. It's based on the love of God. It's based on, for God so loved me, I don't have to work to earn my salvation. For by grace are we saved through faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast doesn't mean that we shouldn't have fruit in our life and we shouldn't work and we shouldn't serve in the kingdom of God. But that stuff does not earn our salvation. Religion is mean. Religion is full of rules and regulations. But oh, don't you like it? Jesus set the record straight. Verse 15. The Lord answered him and he said, you hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead it to water? You know what? Just because it's the Sabbath, guess what? The donkey, the cows, the chickens, they still got to be tended to. So he's saying, hey, you're out there feeding your animals. You're watering your animals. That's work. And now you're telling me that this woman shouldn't be healed on the Sabbath day. I remember, you know, on the farm, pastor asked me the other day, because sometimes I get up in the morning and I start my routine, and sometimes I even use the word chores. I got my chores. And he's like, we're not on the farm, you know. But it's just in bread and me. We got up, everybody had their chores. Every morning I had to go feed the chickens and gather the eggs. And just because it was Sunday, I couldn't say, oh, it's the Sabbath. I can't lift a finger today. Guess what? The chickens were hungry on Sunday. So that's what Jesus was saying to them here. You work on the Sabbath. Yeah. You take care of your animals uh-huh. on the Sabbath. So give me a break here. So ought not this woman, verse 16, being a daughter of, daughter of Abraham, Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. whom Satan hath bound. Boy, he's getting right to it. She's a daughter of... Of Abraham, you're a hypocrite. (laughs) Satan bound her. God didn't put this sickness on her to teach her something. So then it says here, think of it. She's been bound by Satan for 18 years. Don't you think she ought to be loose from this bond? Even if it is the Sabbath. What he had said over in Luke 14 and Luke 4 is, I am the Sabbath. The Sabbath is fulfilled in me. I can do whatever I want to do (laughs) on the Sabbath. She is a daughter of Abraham. She's in covenant because she's the seed of Abraham, he's the faith. Of Our father, you know what you're the seed of Abraham and we are not just the seed of Abraham because Jesus came and he ratified the covenant. We're joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The blessings of Abraham are on me. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Y'all remember the song, right arm, left arm. If you ever worked in children's church, you know this song. I don't know what right arm, left arm had to do, but we are the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) so Jesus said she ought to be loosed she ought to be loosed he's saying the same thing to you tonight you ought to be loosed your realities ought to be loosed you're the seed of Abraham we're blessed we're not cursed we're redeemed from the curse of the law we're redeemed from Paul and spiritual death. Anything that resembles death does not not attach itself to us. We are redeemed. He was preaching a whole message here. She's the daughter of Abraham. And Satan has unlawfully and unrightfully bound her. She ought to be loose. Yes. Anyone who's of the seed of Abraham should not be subject to the bondage of the devil. How many of you in here tonight are of the seed of Abraham? So Jesus, we see he did two things here. He spoke the word to her. Then he laid hands on her. That is the picture of the word and the spirit working Together, The Word and the Spirit agree. The Word ought to have signs following the preaching of the Word of God. He spoke the Word to her, and the Spirit of freedom showed up. And He laid hands on her, and her freedom was manifest. The Word and the Spirit. This is a Word and a Spirit church, and we will never ever apologize for it. The Word is preached in power and unction. And the anointing is present to set people free. There is signs and wonders that follow the preaching of the Word of God in this place. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to find scriptures that cover your case. Whatever you're believing God for, you can find a scripture okay. to back it up with. Stand upon the word of God. When you are standing on the word of God, the anointing will line up. Hallelujah. And that deliverance you need will come forth. So, as we're getting ready to close tonight, because that's one of the things I want you to do this week, after you write down these three areas, put the one, find out in your heart what's number one, and number them one, two, and three. The ones that you're believing for the breaking loose this year. Then I want you to leave a little space and you find some scriptures and you write them next to that. Jesus said this in John 8 31. And 32 again in the Amplified. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. You are my disciples. And then this is what the key thing here. Verse 32. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. We can lay hands on you when the anointing is strong, and I believe that you will be set free. But you know, for you to continue in the truth, in the freedom, you're going to have to know the truth. That's why I want you this week to find scriptures that cover your case. There's been people that have been instantly healed, instantly set free set free and because they didn't know the word and they didn't meditate in, in what god said in his word there was a counterattack of the enemy and they were like oh i guess i wasn't really healed oh i guess i wasn't really free no it's a lack of knowledge that's why we got to know the truth and the truth is found in the b-i-b-l-a hallelujah Yes, that's the book for me. I'll sing another Sunday school song for you if you'd like. Bible, the truth. There are a lot of starters in the body of Christ, but not enough finishers. There's a lot of excitement, but not enough stick to There's a lot of starting out, but not enough persevering. We've got to renew our mind to the Word of God. It's the truth that will set us free. And you know, I am all for education. But don't educate your mind at the expense of your heart. That's right. I've known of young people that have gone off to school. And, you know, maybe they weren't as grounded in the Word as they should be. And they just get all this flaky stuff that we've got to pray for our universities. Yeah. Dear God, some of the garbage that they are peddling And again, I'm for education, but not at the expense of going contrary to the Word of God. Not at the expense of teaching our young people something that's not in line with the Word of God. Our society is so open-minded that a lot of people's brains have completely fallen out. (laughs) It's the truth. So open minded, don't have any common sense anymore. Lost it all. Stay in line with the Word of God. We got to look into the perfect law of liberty. See ourselves as He sees us in light of the Word. I know that we are a work in progress, but at least, and we haven't arrived yet, but at least we should have left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe we haven't arrived, but we ought to left. We ought to be on our way right. to being more and more right. like him. One last scripture, James chapter 1, because I'm giving you an assignment. So I want to make sure you understand the importance of the word this week. That's right. teach it. <clears throat> but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues. Oh, that's a big word. That doesn't mean that you pull a promise out of the promise box, if they even have those anymore, every week or two. It's continuing in and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be what? Blessed. Will be what? Blessed. Blessed. You want to be blessed. You want to be free. Then you got to be a doer oh, and you got to continue and you got to look in the right place. Stop looking in the wrong direction for answers and start looking into the perfect law of oh, thought... liberty. Amen. Whoa. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. For your word tonight. We thank you Lord. Hallelujah. That there is liberty. And there is freedom in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There is an anointing in here for people to be loosed, to be loosed. Ought not your people, being children of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, be loosed, be loosed on the Sabbath day, be loosed in this place tonight. Hallelujah. And neither give place to the devil. Don't give him any place in your thought life. Don't give him any place in your words. For thoughts that are spoken lead to actions. Don't be taken captive and snared by the enemy at his will. Stop it at the first sign of negativity. Stop at the first thought of fear. Stop it. Close the door at that first thought that comes contrary to the word of God. And close those doors that are entryways into your heart. Close those doors where you're looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. You're listening to things of this world that will weigh your spirit down. So bandre so Close those doors. Stop looking at that stuff. Stop looking at those so certain movies and ah que sobreta. And spend more time looking into the word. Looking into the Looking into the mirror that produces liberty. For those other things will not bring liberty, they bring nothing. But bondage. And my desire is for you to be free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To be loosed. Woo! Hallelujah.